welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. And welcome to the new year. I'm excited. This is our first podcast of 2023. And I can't wait to launch this these season of episodes. We've got some amazing conversations planned. And I got to tell you, you got to stay tuned on this one because this is going to get a little crazy. You'll understand why I said that one in just a second. Um, but first, this episode sponsored by KMC Coach. And if you're a leader who wants to get started uh, in this new year with more focus, more clarity, clearer direction, next steps, you should consider a coaching journey that's offered at kmccoach.net. We custom build every leadership development journey to help you decrease the overwhelm, build healthy teams, and to get clarity on what matters in ministry. And right now that matters a lot. Uh, so I want to encourage you, it, just go set up, up a free clarity call it's 30 minutes to find out if you're a good fit, if if the if I'm a good fit for your coaching uh, journey. And uh, we'll talk through the different coaching journeys we offer. And you can have that uh, just to be a benefit to you. And so right now, if you'll call, set up that call and mention in the notes that you are a podcast listener, I'm even going to offer a month of coaching. That's two 60-minute calls you're going to get for free where you can give some fresh ideas, you can vent, you can learn something new or you, you can teach me something new. I'm all for that. I'm always learning. So check out kmccoach.net. We would love to talk to you about a coaching journey. Now, let's dive into this crazy episode for this week. I can't wait to introduce, I guess we've been talking off air for quite a while. We're like, oh, we better get started on this recording. Um, I ran into him a, a few years ago, well, many years ago at CPC. Um, and I couldn't help but notice this guy's tie. It's absolutely crazy. And then I found out that's kind of his nickname is the crazy tie guy. So I'm excited to welcome to the KMC podcast, Nathan Durrell. Nathan, welcome to the KMC. Thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Hey, I am super excited to have you on. Uh, I, I have a feeling a lot of our listeners haven't heard about your ministry, so I'm super excited to talk about it. Um, tell us a little bit about you and your family, and then we'll dive in about your ministry. Yeah, so uh, I'm a dad of seven kids, and my wife and I and our kids travel around. Now, I will say this. Two of my kids have graduated from high school now, and they don't come with us to the churches as often anymore. They do <laughs> make it a couple times a year now, but they don't make it every time. So it's usually my wife and I and five of our kids now traveling around. Wow. Uh, sharing the gospel while we juggle. Uh, my kids walk on stilts and ride unicycles and do other things to help me as we present the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is what we love to do and what God's gifted us to do. That is awesome. What an amazing, beautiful family. Um, and I've seen pictures of them. They're incredibly talented um, all the way around. So we always start off the KMC with a why question. So here comes your why is why the crazy tie? Um, why the crazy tie guy? I'm I am curious. I don't think well, I've ever asked you that. It wasn't my plan, actually. Um, <laughs> when I began in ministry, I was in seminary, 
And so I was in seminary and people started asking me to come to their church. And when they would call me on the phone, they would say, would you come clown at our church? And I had to make sure they were calling the right person because there are, were definitely clowns at seminary. There's a lot of clowns <laughs> in my classes at seminary. And I was not one of them. So I was like, now you do know that I am not a clown. I'm actually a juggler. And then they would say, oh, OK, yeah, that's what we want. But one time when they called while I was in seminary, the guy was like, well, you got to wear something crazy when you come to my church. And oh, so boy. I was like, OK. Uh, so I got off the phone and just brainstormed. I said, I don't want anything that I that's too much like a clown outfit or anything like that. But if I have to wear something crazy to this guy's church and I thought maybe just a crazy tie. And so I cut out a really crooked tie and that week I sewed it to the shirt. It was pink with black polka dots on a black shirt. I remember <laughs> the first one and I uh, sewed it onto the button up shirt so that I could still get into the shirt and button it. <laughs> and, uh, when I got to the church and and uh, the guy was introducing me, he looked over, he forgot my name completely, and he just said, it's the crazy tie guy. And the, then I came <laughs> in, I think I did not think anything about it until about, I would say, two weeks later, somebody else had asked me to come. And when they saw me on the front row, I wore the shirt because I'd spent a lot of time on it. So yeah. I wore that shirt to the church and they looked over, they forgot my name, and they said, it's the crazy tie guy. And so I realized at that point that I was it not to be remembered by my name. And so really the tie is not very important except for the fact that people will remember our ministry. And so I still wear the ties today because they don't know who I am except the crazy tie guy. So yeah, that's how I, it started. I was going to say, you know, that that's perfect. That's a great story. Um, Cause I mean, literally I've never met anybody that has a crazy tie like that. Um, I had lots of crazy ties as a kid's pastor, right? They, they're not the zigzag tie. And, and trust me, if, you know, if you're watching, if you do watch the video, you'll see his tie, but if you're not watching, it's a zigzag kind of tie. And I've seen his other ones. It's <laughs> awesome. I, I, I kind of like it and wouldn't mind one for my PT Kaboom guy, although he wears a caution tape tie. So that's his trademark. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. Um, and I've had people, yeah, forget my name. And then I'm like always telling them, you know, you just have to remember the road sign bump. I mean, come on. It's not that hard. I have welcome signs every place I go. Nobody else can say that. You've got the crazy tie, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, crazy I mean, unless tie. your name like bump, you're not going to have a road sign. Um, but <laughs> I do. I have a sign. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But you have the crazy tie. That is fabulous. I I, I love that story. I love it. Um, it's kind of funny. It's like, you know what? It doesn't matter what my name is. It doesn't matter what I wear. I just want you to hear my message. Um, I will say that I do have people that when they call me up, they have not seen pictures on the website of the crazy tie. And they'll say, well, don't wear a tie to our church because we don't do ties. But it's, you know, it's it's really not a normal tie. I mean, people are yeah. yeah. uncomfortable if I'm wearing a crazy tie at your church. It's just one of those things that's like funny. It so. says I'm fun. It says I'm fun. There's no doubt about it. So, so tell me what, what's your mission? What, you know, what, do, what, do, what's your why behind what you do and, and that kind of thing? So our main thing is the gospel. I mean, that is where we are focused. Yeah. We do evangelize and discipleship. We do those things as we come to a church. And our main thing is sharing the gospel, spreading the gospel and making it easy for kids and families to go out and share the gospel. Um, that's that's our discipleship side of our ministry, too, is that when we come to a church, we've shared it so clearly. They're like, oh, that really is simple. And yeah. 
I could share that. And, and one of the gifts God's given me too is I doodle. And so in our juggling ministry, God's given us one artwork, one little doodle uh, that goes with each one of our juggling presentations and it flips over uh, to share the gospel message. And so um, we'll do that little doodle during our juggling presentation. I usually do it with a can of spray paint on a part of a bed sheet and flip it over real fast to show how Jesus is the way to heaven. And so um, we give that out after our shows at the doors so that people can go. We'll say, if you will go share the gospel with one person that's not in this room, we're going to give you this at the door and they, they can take those and go out and share the gospel. Cool. And so that's our, our main thing. And our, our vision is that we share the gospel and we help others share the gospel. That is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. So I'm curious, how did you get into doing this? Um, obviously going to seminary, you went, and I, I'm glad that you said that. Cause I, you know, you always use the joke, you know, that, yeah, I go to cemetery. I mean, seminary. Um, yeah. and, and, and so you don't find many, sem, you know, seminarians that one would put on a crazy tie because yeah. most of them are <laughs> pretty serious. Uh, but how, so how did you get involved in doing something like this with creative arts like this? Right. So when I got saved. I was 18 years old and I was going to the college that is in our t town where we live right now and, and stuff. And I was going to the college and I, I was not saved, but I went to church. I thought I was a good person. You know, I was, I was a church goer. And so I got to the um, Baptist student ministries at the college and I decided I would go there because it was the only thing on campus in our town. There was no other options. So I went to this Baptist campus ministries and got invited to a concert and they were going to a truth concert. I was like, yeah, I'd love to go to a concert. Needed to make some new friends. It was the first week of school. I mean, probably the second week by the time we went to the concert, but I was invited the first week of school and said, yes, I want to go. And I went to the concert and I really heard the gospel. And before when I had heard it, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, that's good. But I realized it was for me. And that God wanted me to respond, that he wanted me to accept yeah. his salvation. And so when I was 18, I, I gave my life to Christ. And as soon as I did, I felt uh, compelled to share what God had done and to tell people about Jesus. And and uh, I started talking to the director of the student ministries there. And he said, well, I think you should sign up to go on missions this coming summer. And so I said, but I don't know how to do anything. I've never done anything <laughs> like that. I couldn't do that. And so um, he's like, you don't have to worry. They always send you with a partner. So you'll go, you'll be with another person. And what you don't know how to do, they'll know how to do. And so uh, I got to Knoxville, Tennessee that summer, and I did not have, have a partner. And so I was like, and what the church did, it was a huge church building. I mean, it, it would have held uh, 2000 people in the pews easily. Uh -huh. And they had 10 members left. Uh, it was fifth Avenue Baptist church in Knoxville, Tennessee. And so the, the leader of the church, when I got there as this, their summer missionary, he just handed me the big a club material and he handed me the vacation Bible club material and said, have fun. You've got the kids every day this summer. Oh, <laughs> And wow. nobody told me how to do anything. I had never done BBS before. I had never done big a club before. So I had all this material and, I could not get the kids to listen to me. Wow. I was 
I was pulling knives away from kids on the playground. I was breaking up fights all day. I mean, it was inner city missions. Uh, This church, the reason it was so small is all the people had uh, moved to the suburbs of Knoxville and the church building stayed in downtown, you know, Knoxville. And so the whole neighborhood was a drug neighborhood, a, a, uh, you know, uh, a shady neighborhood. And so they told me I'd just knock on doors and invite kids to come for the the day camp and stuff for for the week. And so that's, that's what I did. And we had 40 kids in there and I could not for the life of me get them to listen to me. And so <laughs> one night I was pulling my hair out, praying to the Lord, asking him to help me. And uh, I saw three tennis balls on the shelf of the room I was staying at. That I was staying at a church member's home for the summer. And uh, I saw those three tennis balls and after I had been praying for a while and I thought, maybe that is the answer. Maybe you're telling me I need to use the gift you gave me. And I barely knew how to juggle, but I knew how, you know, and so <laughs> I pulled those off and I start juggling. It's like, but how would I do this? How would I tell them about you while I do this? And I couldn't think of anything except tell a Bible story or tell a story. And so that night I sat down and played around with the juggling and uh, I wrote a story about talents, thinking about the talent story in the Bible. And then I decided I'd write a juggling talent story that would go along with it. So I wrote out a story and then said, but I'd have to memorize that and tell it while juggling. Cause I can't read while I'm juggling. Now I can read while yeah. I'm juggling. Now I practiced a whole lot, but I couldn't <laughs> read while juggling. So I was like, okay, I got to memorize this. So I memorized it. I started juggling. And the next day I just got to the place. They were already fighting when I got them in there. I, I would drive the van and th- this group of kids actually stole the van from me one day. Uh, before oh no. They hot wired it and drove off in the van. and <laughs> It was crazy. And so anyway, I get in there, they're already fighting. I, I got them in from the van and they're fighting and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to start. So I picked up the juggling balls. I start juggling and started telling the story and they stopped fighting and listened. And I was like, just kept going. I got yeah. done. And then I asked some questions and that was the first time they answered them. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep working on this. Yeah. And it wasn't because it worked. It was because I knew that was a gift God had given me. He wanted me to use it for him. And he was pushing me yes. into it he was saying, that's where I want you to go. I want you to do this. Keep wow. doing it. And so every day I would go home afterwards and I would learn a new trick and just teach myself a new trick. I didn't have any books or any videos to watch because this was a long time ago yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that easy to get access like it is today right i'd have to think of what could i do with juggling and learn a new trick and try yeah. to day and write a new story try to share a new bible truth and stuff like that and so that's how i started out and god just kept me at it and it, at first it was just on missions as i would do missions during college i would go each summer and share the gospel places and so that's that's how it got started. That is incredible. Again, great story. I'm like, <laughs> I don't I don't know how many kids pastors could say their kids ministry hot <laughs> They did, and they crashed it as well. Oh no! Oh yeah. man! Yeah. Oh wow! At um, the city park. That's true. That's true. Baptism by fire for leadership, right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, my, well, it was one of those, it was one of those old church vans and the back window wouldn't lock. And so they could get in the van whenever they wanted to. Oh, so yeah. sure. <laughs> oh my, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. So, so with your guys's ministry, you know, there's a lot of things out there today. Um, you know, a lot of leaders have different choices of bringing things in. I'm just curious what, what sets you guys apart? 
Um, I mean, one, I mean, I'm, I'm already thinking, sorry to answer, but I'm like, your family is one thing. It's unique um, it having a full family come up and do it. But what else sets you apart from things that you don't typically see at churches today? Right. Well, it is fun for the kids to see kids their age. My youngest is eight. And so they stretch all the way up to 20. And so they see the kids in the kids ministry, kids in the middle school ministry, kids in the high school ministry, and now in the college ministry, if those kids come. But uh, it's fun that way. But we really feel like we set ourselves apart. And a lot of times when people come, they they just use the fun to entertain and they they use it to right. have the fun. And we do. We we have the fun. But while we're having the fun, we're sharing the gospel. We make sure that yes. each step of what we're doing while we're having fun is sharing part of getting them ready to hear the gospel. First of all, letting them realize why they need the gospel as we're going through this and then really sharing the gospel. So, so we've kind of got it set up so that it's all working together so that when we get to the end, they already understand why they need this. And then they hear the solution and they realize how good it is. And it helps them also to see how easy it is to share the gospel. Yeah. Um, so people may be wondering as they're listening, what kind of programs do you do? Um, what do you offer? Um, you know, yeah. we're, we are going to put a link in the show notes to their website. So you'll be able to check some of this stuff out. But tell us a little bit about what your programs, what do you do in your programs um, and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So we've got quite a few different ones so that when we come, we can do something totally different when we come to the church. Our first one that we love to do when we come to a church, we call um, Paradise and the Gate to Heaven. And we really do a whole lot of juggling and and uh, get a lot of juggling stuff as we're sharing. We build heaven on stage. We say we're going to give somebody a trip to paradise and we go out in the audience. We get them on stage. We're going to turn the stage into paradise for you. You're going to we're going to teach everybody out there about heaven and everybody's going to learn. And so we do it in steps as we go through. We say this is what it's like. And we add one thing to the island and we make it paradise island and we we uh, then we say, but we need this, too. We've got to add this because it's got to be like this. It's got to be perfect in every way. So we add each thing we try to add in as we go through it. And at the end of our little trying to build paradise for them on heaven, we realize that there's only one perfect paradise. We can't build it, but God made it for us. And mm-hmm. he made it so we can be there through Jesus. And so it's a fun way. And I use some of that artwork I was telling you about that flips over. Yeah. I've got two different artworks in that presentation, actually, because the Paradise Island sign turns over to be a cross that says instead of island, it says Christ. And it's wow. a cross when we turn it over. And then we've got the one gate uh, that we run the kids through. To, after we've built the island, we say, now we got to show you how you get in. And we get some kids on stage and we have them run through our clubs while we're <laughs> juggling. And we show oh, them wow. how they don't get hurt. We show them how, but then we do it and we get them to run through. And we talk about how they had to take the steps to come through the gate. And there's only one gate to heaven. And that little artwork flips over to say Jesus as we spray paint that one on a a bed sheet up there on stage. So they see that Jesus is the one gate to heaven. And so that's one of our favorites. It's been an oldie. It's an oldie now, but a goodie. We still (laughs) use that one. Um, God gives us gifts as we put things together that he doesn't want us to quit using. And we've learned that's uh, that's that's one he wants us to keep on using. It's been a good, good presentation. And then we have different presentations where in one of them, our kids do the chair balancing thing. If you've ever seen people stack up chairs as they uh-huh. go on top of it and stuff, and my kids do the chair balancing thing. And we've got wow. a, a thing about how Jesus said, don't go for the highest seat. But he said, when you come to a party, you, you, you take the lowest seat so that when 
the, the uh, host comes, he'll say, wait a second, why are you down here? And he'll lift you up. You see, when we try to put ourselves in the top seat, we're not going to wind up in heaven. But when we let Jesus lift us up, when we humble yeah. ourselves, confess our sin, he'll lift us up to that high place. And so we've got a presentation with the wow. chairs. We've got one with spinning plates uh, with Mary and Martha, where we talk about all the work she had to do in the <laughs> house to get ready for Jesus to be there. And then we uh, have another artwork there where we share Mary and Martha's story and uh, it flips over to show that Jesus is uh, where we need to put all our attention and worship. Yeah. And so different presentations, a lot, a lot of times uh, I try to put one new presentation there together every year but it doesn't mean it's going to be a, a one that we use all, all the time but i try mm -hmm. to put a new one together every year so that we're making something new and getting things ready for camps and vacation bible schools a lot of times the themes from vbs or the themes for camp will uh, inspire me to to figure out what that new thing is as i'm praying through the year and stuff like go. that okay so yeah so you do camps vbs's i saw on your website you do upwards programs so if somebody's looking for somebody to come in and share the gospel in an upwards yeah. program um we take over just for a family worship time on sunday morning we just take we'll take the whole worship time too and just have a fun day uh family day at church on sunday morning and lead the worship with juggling instead of with the normal things we'll lead it with juggling so that's very <laughs> for very those cool. churches that are comfortable with that yeah well, that's very, very cool. Um, so some leaders may wonder, well, what what do I have to do to bring somebody like you in? I'm not sure. I've never had an outside group come in. What should they know about bringing in a, a ministry like yours? Oh, it's easy. And we're always ready. We are ready to go. So they just have to send us an email, a text or a call and say, what does it take? And we will text them and tell them uh, what it takes. And what we need from them is just their location, their church name, and any of that kind of information at a date. And then we just kind of look at our calendar. We look it up on Google to see how far it is. And we calculate the cost and uh, figure it out for them. So, I mean, it, it's real easy and we're ready. So they can contact us any moment and mm -hmm. we'll just try to get back to them as quick as we can and let them know, uh, if we can, first of all, and how much that would be and stuff. There you go. Cool. So any size church, they, you know, I, I know some smaller churches think, oh, I can't afford to bring a, a, something like this in. Um, you'll work so, with anybody, right? On the 1st of January, we were in a church that had about 30 members. So, yeah, I mean, okay. you can do any size and it, it's fun. I mean, they had kids in the, in the audience. Uh, and so, I, I like to have a few kids in the audience to do it, but I, we yeah. do senior adults too. We've been to some churches recently that they only had senior adults and, and we are good with that too. Uh, we don't mind. We, we uh, just have to change what we're doing because the senior adults are not going to get on stage with us and, you know, <laughs> and, and run through the gates. Yes, so yeah. <laughs> I just need to know if you don't have kids, let me know because we're <laughs> planning to come focused on the kids and families. But if you want to do a senior adult event, just let me know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I got, I got a fun question now. Yeah. Um, we've been pretty serious about all this stuff, but what's the craziest thing you've ever juggled? <laughs> so um, the craziest thing that I've juggled that something crazy happened from is uh bowling balls underwater. And so oh. for vacation Bible school, you know how I said a lot of times the VBS theme will inspire me to do something and get something together. Well, uh -huh. Back when they did submerged, it was 2016, probably. Um, there was a submerged VBS with the submarine. And so I said, I got to do something underwater. And I just, as I was praying about it, I 
bowling balls just seemed to be what I needed to do. And so I, I set a world record. I, I juggled bowling balls underwater. And uh, I put that online, hoping to go to some churches and say, hey, after the VBS at the church, let's do a pool party and I will try to break the world record again. And nobody, nobody bit. It was a it was a bust on that. But oh my word. about three months later, I got a phone call and it was somebody saying, I saw your video on YouTube and I want to buy it. And I was like, this is a strange, a strange call. because I've never had this happen before. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not so sure. And they said, well, this is how much we'll give you for it. And I said, if you send me the check, I'll sign the paperwork. <laughs> and so I did not think I would get a check in the mail. And so uh, a week later, I sure enough got a check in the mail and it had my name on it. And I was like, well, wow, paperwork. So I signed the paperwork to sell that YouTube video. And they did tell me it was going to be on a commercial, but they couldn't tell me anything about it. So I was like, okay. Hmm. So I signed it. They were going to put it on a commercial. I did not hear anything about it for six or seven, six months or so. And during the Super Bowl, my sister-in-law called me and said, I just saw Nathan on the a Super Bowl commercial. For oh, Adam. wow. And so I was like, what? We don't watch football. So I wasn't watching, but <laughs> I did see it later on because they aired it for the whole year. But it was Advil liquid jail caps uh super bowl commercial that year and i was only on it for half a second but it was still uh one of those things god did because i was doing that just to get in more churches and it didn't work out but uh god put it on the super bowl commercial and paid me for the next three years they renewed it three years uh in wow. a row pay me again for the what uh, an awesome yeah. thing wow <laughs> all right that is too cool man that is cool <laughs> Um, bowling. I'm always joking about doing underwater basket weaving. You do yeah. underwater bowling, bowling ball. ball juggling. Yeah. That tops that one. <laughs> so, wow, that's it's, crazy. It's kind of a funny one because I mean, it's it was hard to do. I will admit, it was hard what? to juggle bowling balls underwater. But once I got it, it was like, okay, I can do this. They just don't move straight in the water because the water is. Yeah, different air and so they don't move straight so you got to be ready to grab them in different places but it was uh of course they're lighter underwater so that helps a little bit but it was fun okay wow. what god's gonna do <laughs> that is awesome all right man if, if, for listeners if you want somebody to come to your church you could do an outreach go to your community pool rent it out have <laughs> juggle bowling well, balls. I also have a couple other world records. If we don't want to go underwater, I have the oh. dribble juggling world record. So I have officially have the uh, most dribbles while juggling three basketballs. And uh, uh, I mean, sorry, most dribbles with a basketball while juggling three balls. So um, wow. And a couple others. I have the world record for juggling three glasses of water without spilling. I don't do that one anymore because I've gotten old and I'm not able to do it without <laughs> breaking the glasses anymore. I didn't keep in practice, but uh, I do have a couple other world records. So that uh, is definitely cool. try the basketball world record at your church. That would work if there's not an underwater spot. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Man, oh man, that is awesome. I am so glad we've had time to do this. So basically, if a church wants to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, I'd say uh, go to crazytieguy.com and just click on either email or fill out the form on our website. We've got a contact form that just gives all the church information on there, and that gets us all the information we need real quick. And we can just look at that, look at the dates, and uh, 
see if uh, we're able to do what you need us to do. So very cool. All right. Well, yeah. I hope that some of our listeners will to do that. And when you do mention that you heard about him on the, the, the podcast, that way he knows. Um, and I know that, yeah. that there's people out there listening. So I hope you are. I know you are. So, <laughs> so Nathan, thanks, man. Um, I'm looking thanks. forward to hanging out with you at Children's Pastors Conference uh, in just a few days as we're recording this. Um, so it'd be great to shake your hand and get a get a selfie with you. Um, so I can say, hey, I'm friends with a with a and a world record holder. Look at that. <laughs> um, I got famous friends. I like that. <laughs> Famous friends that nobody knows about. <laughs> hey, there's going to be a lot of people hearing about you now. Um, so, hey, God bless you guys and keep going. Um, I love the fact that you're sharing Jesus all over the world and, and uh, you know, wherever God opens the door. So keep on keeping on, my friend. So um, yeah. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back on sometime to yeah. talk about other things, kid ministry related. Um, so thanks for joining me. Thanks so much, Tom. God bless you. All right. Hey, friends, thanks for listening to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective podcast. And again, uh, if there's anything we can do for you, please reach out. Uh, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, come join the group. All you got to do is answer all the questions. It's amazing how many leaders don't follow those directions and answer every question. It's important. So do that. Um, and we would love to have you come join our community. Come check out all those kind of things. And uh, God bless you. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.